Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven is part of designnetwork.org, exclusive architecture and design podcasts, reaching creative listeners worldwide. Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I'm your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect practicing in eastern Massachusetts, and my specialty is additions and renovations to existing homes. This podcast was originally created as a library of information for homeowners so that they could learn about all the elements that go into a home renovation before they started and hopefully avoid any um, mistakes other people have already made. And as you may know, on the show, I I do speak with other architects about their experiences, uh, vendors about their products, homeowners about their own renovations, and also speak to a lot of contractors about their perspectives on the whole thing, and this is one of the contractor shows where I'm joined by Nathan Dishington. He's the owner of Jensen House in Natick, Massachusetts, which is a high-end design-build firm. And we talked about HGTV and whether I should worry about the effects that it has on clients. So I have noticed over the years, and I've spoken with my architect friends also, that certain, uh, what we call the HGTV effect, um, has changed our, I don't know if our relationship with clients, but the way that we work with clients or the expectations clients have in working with us. So I know that was one of the big reasons I got into 3D modeling was because people would frequently ask me if I could uh, make a 3D model of their space, which I couldn't easily do without using a different program. So I ended up learning a different drafting program where I now draft in 3D. So that was great for my um, the evolution of my business, but that would be one direct way that I can think of that HGTVs had has changed my own architectural practice. Nathan and I also talked about different perspectives on home renovations around the country because, of course, it's different all over and I'm sure all over the world as well. We only talked about the country of um, the United States. We talked about why home renovations cost so much and how to find a contractor who is right for you. So the audio quality on this episode and my episodes around now is a little bird filled as I'm on Martha's Vineyard. And while I am at home, I have a lot of trash trucks and sirens and things that I can wait. I can wait them out, but there are a lot of birds around here and I can't wait to record until I stop singing really, because they never really stop singing. But anyway, so excuse the audio quality, but here is, once again, I'm jumping right into my conversation with Nathan. Okay, so in preparation for this, I watched, I don't usually watch HGTV because I don't have cable and, you know, it would be like a busman's holiday watching HGTV. But a lot of my colleagues do comment on HGTV and how that effect is making their jobs harder. And I won't name them because I'm sure there's some kind of liability for doing that. But I watched three shows. The first show, mm-hmm. there were uh, it was a husband and wife team, and they were completely unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I felt like completely unrealistic with the budget. It was like some horrible house yeah. that just looking at it, I could tell needed to be completely stripped of everything. I I felt like okay, it's way low. It's like no wonder people are getting the wrong impression about about how much things should cost because it was only like $75,000 to do this whole entire house, strip the whole thing as only studs and then redo it. I didn't enjoy that one. That one I gave a, let me see, a one out of 10, I think on my rating because um, Mm -hmm. 
It just felt like I didn't know what their expertise was. I wasn't invested in them because they didn't seem to have anything besides money invested in the project. They couldn't really tell what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the price was too low, and they couldn't really tell that the house was just needed to be torn down by looking at it, which, anyway. Then the second one, the woman, uh, she went into a lot more of the design work, you know, and she actually seemed yeah. to have done some of the work. And I'm not going to say which one that was, but anyway. So I like that one better because also she explains things and how to save money on things. And she seemed to care about preservation. And then the third one, mm-hmm. and that's, we gave that an 8 out of 10. I watched it with my 16-year-old who, you know, has opinions on these things. Then the last one, um, I felt there was another blonde lady. Anyway, so yeah, I felt like uh, all the ladies are blonde for one thing, which I find, mm-hmm. you know, as a former brunette, I guess now I just have gray hair. Maybe I'm bitter <laughs> about that. I don't know. Yeah, so they were just kind of like the designer contractor wife type, which I feel like, I don't know. Also, their budget seemed unrealistic. The clients didn't choose any of their finishes and just showed up when it was done, which I haven't experienced personally. And um, yeah, that was about it. So that one we gave a five to six out of 10. So it was better than the first one. Mm-hmm. But all in all, just giving people just the wrong impression, I feel like, of what what they're in for when it comes to renovation. So I just come at it from the architect viewpoint and also the homeowner because I've done I've done work on my own house, of course. The HGTV phenomenon has been around for a while. And I know from inside sources from several shows that the the budgets are totally unrealistic because what what happens is that a lot of the materials and services are donated. So um, I was actually invited to be on um, flipping Boston about, I don't know, about 10 years ago. And they asked me to come on and beat the GC. And, you know, I basically bid, bid the job, but the, the rub was that, you know, you had to do it for much, much less in exchange for some free publicity and also learn that, you know, they get, you know, they're getting free cabinetry, they're getting free, uh, windows, they're getting all sorts of things donated so Mm. that, uh, the sponsors can, can have that. So, that's something that they just don't disclose, but they keep it for, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't blow people away. Cause remember they're also, they're not just showing that here in the Boston area or New England. They're, they're showing that to the middle America. They're showing that to people where who live in medium, median houses of, you know, they're worth a hundred, $150,000. So, you right. know, they can't, they can't go blowing people out of the water. So they're really just numbers. They really don't mean anything. Um, but it is frustrating. I'm sure for, for some, but once you kind of get over that with the clients that we work with, you know, if they're, if they're coming in with that expectation, there's not really anything that's going to fix that. You know, there, once you test the market and see what things actually cost here in the Northeast, uh, it's just, uh, it, it really becomes a moot point. But to me, it, it really reveals about how expensive remodeling is in this area versus uh, other parts of the country. It's mm. something I, you know, I've always been intrigued about. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a reason that people move to Texas and move to Florida and their dollar goes so much further. It's not just that a two by four, a two by four doesn't necessarily cost less in Florida or Texas, but it's really the cost of labor and it's the economy of scale that is just completely in a different stratosphere, I should say, for, for lack of a better word. So um, that's, that's kind of really where the subject is at. We were just talking about that and wondering why we we watched it as a family, you know, so talking about mm-hmm. the cost of this construction beyond what you just said. But if it's less, I've had people complain about 
prices that I've brought up on this podcast in the past because here it is more expensive, but why is it more expensive? You know, I understand why yeah. here, let's say on Martha's Vineyard, it's more expensive because, well, everything's more expensive here, I guess, because they need to get the materials here and because the cost of living is high here. So, but is it only cost of living? Are there, is there more building going on elsewhere? So it's less expensive or what, what is it? Why is it less? Well, there's, there's two factors. One is, is land. So land here in, in North and uh, the Northeast is, is limited. So basically everything's been, you know, we're, we're probably what 90, I mean, where people want to live, obviously, if you're going to expand West and you're going to go into the Western part of the state, it's wide open. Right. But if you want to be around Boston, think of any of the, the, the Northeast quarter, whether you're in uh, Washington, DC, New York, Boston, it's, you know, they're on the ocean. So everything surrounding that, all that land has been basically was, was eaten up a hundred years ago. So, you know, the infill lots and everything, those are very far few between. So the cost of land here is just, is just way higher than you're going to experience anywhere else. So that, that's factor number one. Number two, the Northeast is, is insulated uh, geographically. So, and, and what that does is, we don't get the influx of, immig of immigrants, of, of immigrant labor that you get in Florida, Texas, California, Arizona, that nature. So you've got a direct connection with Mexico. And, and when, when that labor force comes across the border, that's where they settle. And that's, and that has driven that market, you know, the, there's, so the cost of labor down in those areas is such is night and day between the, what the cost of labor is up here in the Northeast. So we're, we, so to be a, um, a tradesman up here is much more lucrative than it is to be, uh, to do what we do down South. There's your, you know, a carpenter, carpenters up here, uh, you know, are making now, you know, are making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, that that's just unheard of if you're going to travel down South. Hmm. So that's re that's really the main difference is the cost of, is we're really insulated from that, from, from the immigrant labor and there, and, uh, and, and the other reason you don't get a lot of immigrant labor up here too, is it's expensive to live up here. So there, so there's kind of a multiple factors that kind of keep it, keep the prices high. And there's so much money up here. You've that people want to live in Newton. They want to live in Needham. They want to live in, in Belmont and Arlington. So the, the supply and demand just keeps pushing, 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 uh, prices up higher. So they're really just some, some very basic market conditions, but there's also some things that um, that I think that are driving that have to do with the with the labor part of it. Mm. Yeah, because there really does seem to be a huge amount of difference between the renovation costs here. Doing a bathroom generally like thirty thousand would be the minimum to do a bathroom, and um, but that seems really yeah. high for other places. Well, and, and and realize you know in in some of these places where they're putting up track homes and they're building you know hundreds and hundreds of units at a time. I mean these. You know, renovation is not something that's is not as common down there. We're here. It's like you don't have you don't have that choice. You're not you're not buying a new home. You know, we don't really. That's not something New Englanders even consider an issue. Well, the house is old. I mean, we'll buy a house that's twenty years old, two hundred years old. It doesn't matter. There's you know there there's value in in all of that. So that's not they don't view that the same in other parts of the country because you can because the cost of new construction is so is so cheap so it's it, it really creates this disparity that we just don't see here in new england hmm. yeah i never um, considered that before really yeah because the you know the to be able to put up track homes they're getting huge economy of scale you know you're getting things installed so cheaply but if you were trying to do that 
as a one-off, if you're trying to do that piecemeal, you're, you're not going to come close to being able to capture that. So it's, um, you know, that, that balances out the market, you know, pretty well, pretty well down there. Yeah. Cause I noticed last night watching the show, they said the bathroom renovation was going to be $2,000, mm-hmm. which actually maybe it was 2,500. Cause I remember talking about how that was probably like you buy a tub for that much. But like you say, if it's all donated materials and it's not very, it's not very instructive. They the meaningless meaningless prices. They might as well just not even mention them. And I just wonder what do people get out of HGTV? I mean, I guess it's that you get to watch this place get fixed up and it looks really pretty at yeah. the end. So they could just leave the money part out of it because it's totally inaccurate anyway. And it depends. They where could you are. leave it out, and yeah, and it's relative too because you know the quality. I mean, and that's a that's a factor anywhere. Anywhere you go, you have to you have to consider who's doing the work. You can always find someone to do the work for, uh, you know, you, you can find, you know, here, if you put an ad on Craigslist and says, Hey, I'm looking for, I'm looking for a carpenter to come to my house and do some odd jobs, you know, and I'm going to pay you 20, $20 an hour. Well, you'll, you'll get some people to respond. Now, mm. what, what quality are those people going to be? That's you're not very good. And as you start going up the ladder and, you know, you raise it to 25 and you raise it to 30, you know, exponentially, you're going to start getting, getting better, um, getting better tradesmen. Um, you know, it's, it, it really does come down to what your expectations are, how, how fast they're going to work. Are they licensed? Are they insured? So it, it really does run the gamut, but, um, here it's just, it, it really does come down to supply and demand where, you know, you take someone who might be worth $50 an hour here, but you plop them in, you know, you plop them down in Atlanta, uh, you know, they might be lucky to get $20 an hour. You know, they really, it, hmm. that that's how I see it. Okay. So it really is, it really is the amount of like the hourly wage of people in, all over the country being so different. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that there, there's much more, I mean, tradesmen, quality tradesmen are, are, are in demand everywhere, but especially, especially here in areas like this, because there's so much, uh, there's so much demand, um, uh, for, you know, for quality, uh, you know, for quality workers, you know, mm. to do, because remodeling takes a whole different set of, is a whole different skill set. Right. Uh, most people don't really realize that, um, you know, you can have, you can be a carpenter doing new construction projects and get very good at one niche type of work and your, your ability to problem solve and your ability to do things might not transfer over into the remodeling, into the remodeling field. So, um, hmm. that's also something to consider as well. Okay. So what makes it different? Is it because you have to be careful of existing conditions or? Yeah. Well, you're trying to work within someone else's, someone else's framework. You're not starting just, you're not starting from scratch and kind of, you know, if you're doing a new track room, you're doing new construction. Um, you're sometimes if you're, you're getting to learn from your mistakes, you're getting to figure it out. You're getting to just kind of be on a, almost like an assembly line type of process and if and um it's just you're you're not you're not required to be working around you know if, you, if you're if you're a framing carpenter doing a new a new frame and for a new construction you're not working around existing plumbing and electricity and the tile and the existing True. finishes so right. you have to be considering all those things where those tolerances then uh those tolerances matter and making it look like it was always there. I mean, anybody can do an addition or renovation, but can you do it in a, can you do it in a way that makes it look like it's always been there? And that's, that's one of the hallmarks of a, 
of a quality remodeler mm. is can you make it look like, man, this has always been here and yeah. not everybody can do that. So what was it like working on the HGTV show? Were you allowed to talk about that? Oh, I didn't, I didn't get the job. So, oh. uh, <laughs> you didn't. because once I, no, I didn't want it. Once I realized that they were asking me to, you know, to do it at almost, you know, for at almost half the price, I said, I'm not, you know, I, I wasn't at the time I wasn't interested in doing discounted work even for free, uh, yeah, uh, for free labor. So, yeah. yeah, so I, I, I just, I passed on it. So that's kind of an old one, right? The whole, like, you'll get exposure. We just won't pay you, but the riches will come later. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. I mean, it's, you know, it's it, at the time that, you know, for, for people, it, it it's, it's, uh, you know, it works. And so, you know, I've worked, I work with a few of the contractors who, um, who work on this old house. So right. I've worked with, I've worked with several of the subs and have a good relationship with a few of them now. Hmm. So, and they, there's definitely a wave to ride, uh, depending on the, on the show that you're, you know, associated with. I mean, that's, that's obviously the, that's obviously yeah. the, the gold standard. But, right. Um, like somehow I see this old house is a totally different thing. I don't even think of it as being the same thing as, um, HGTV. I don't know. I probably shouldn't be saying any of this stuff, but maybe it's cause I grew up with this old house and it just mm -hmm. seems like it's more, and it takes place around here. So it just seemed like the houses they were working on were stuff I was already used to, which just looked like houses around. Yeah. And um, so maybe that's why I don't think of it as like an HGTV type show. And maybe, but maybe it is. But it seems like the people who are on that show are really experts in their field. And some of them I know from just being around here and that they are well regarded. And you know, they are. But you're talking but you're talking about the top of the market. You're talking about the top one percent of of one clientele, people who are um, spending tremendous amounts of money for a remodel to get, you know, to get a really, really high end product. So that if you noticed on, on this old house, they rarely talk about money. Right. Um, right. They don't really need to, the, right? Well, the projects are so expensive. Right. So, you know, that, and that's one of the things, you know, why the show is, does very well is because they're doing very, very high end work. Mm -hmm. um, and people like to see that, but you know, when, when, if you really start dissecting it about what, uh, about what that stuff actually costs, um, I've, I've heard stories that they don't even get paid at the end because, you know, sometimes the clients are getting so much sticker shock about, mm. you know, what's they don't really realize what they're getting involved with uh, when it comes to that. And so, and I get it. Remodeling is, um, remodeling can be a snowball that just, that, yeah. that, you know, especially when you're getting into custom, custom work can just, uh, can really seem never ending. Mm. And it may be that people don't really understand how much it they don't really understand how long it might take or how much it might cost because they watch these shows that it happens so quickly and it seems so easy. It seems really easy on these shows. Well, even on, well, even on that fact, I mean, but contractors don't even know. I mean, I've been in the business 20 years and you get into a project and you think, Oh, you know, this, you're going to start getting into some custom carpentry or custom built-ins and you know, Oh, this is going to take, you know, I see this taking three weeks and the next thing you know, you're into it six weeks. So it's like even the best, even, even, those of us who, who've been in it and are in it every day, we, we even have a hard time uh, understanding and guessing. And that's why when you get into some of the higher end remodelers and any of myself included, we're, I'm, we're trans, we transition into um, time and material type of, of work because it's just, it, it's almost impossible to, um, to guess and estimate correctly how much uh, things are going to cost. Yeah. No, I agree. I feel the same way sometimes about my fee because it could mean mm -hmm. 
depends on how many times people want to go around and if how mm -hmm. much custom work we do have, which is hard to know right. ahead of time. Because ahead of time, I might say, oh, I just want to open up the kitchen and the dining room. And then before you yeah. know it, it's way, it's the whole house that has been touched, you know? So. Yep. Yeah. And either, and, and you're either overcharging them way too much because it took, it took half the time you thought it was, mm -hmm. or you're um, spending twice the amount of time and you're not making the amount of money you have. So very rarely are you, are you hitting that bullseye? And right. it's the same in remodeling. So it's, it's, and that's, that's how a lot of, a lot of businesses, that, in, including architects, I think they evolve that way. Yeah. It's hard. Pricing is always hard and people want mm -hmm. to know how much things are going to cost. And sometimes you really, you just don't really know. Mm -hmm. But uh, tell me about your show that you, I, cause I know I've watched several episodes <laughs> of it. So do you make that yourself? Is that like, or do you have a production team? Yeah. Well, I hired, um, I hired Ben, who's my, who's, um, uh, to do, um, to do this as a part-time gig about a year ago and, um, just to kind of follow me around and we'll make some videos for, you know, mostly just to see, give future clients an idea about what they're getting involved with and to get this, you know, because remodeling, uh, is especially on large projects is it's a relationship. You're working with uh, a contractor, you're working with his team mm -hmm. and, um, you know, yeah. relationships are very important. Definitely. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's something that I, that is missing a lot with, um, you know, with this business, especially out here, a lot of, you know, a lot of the old time New Englanders are very dry. They don't have that, but I, I, I kind of bring a little bit different attitude, um, being from California and being a little more personable and, you know, uh, I try and have a more of a, a friendly relationship with my clients and, um, yeah. you know, be honest with them. And so I, I, the, the, the show was more intended to kind of show one, all the different things that go into a project and, um, just kind of given a, a sense of what it's like working with me. So I, I realize I'm not everybody's cup of tea, um, but also the ones, the clients that do like working with me seem to enjoy it. And, and they'll so, know, right? They, they won't go into it not knowing if they've seen <laughs> a bunch of episodes. Yeah. Right? That's kind yeah. of similar to the way I feel about this podcast too, is that some people don't like me and that's fine because they won't work with me and that's all right. 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 <laughs> Cuts out some time. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, I really love that scene where you were in the bathroom um, and the wrong tile had come in and she wanted it to be yeah. a, a lighter tile and the way you mm -hmm. treated her and my husband and I were actually, he's an architect as well. We were talking mm -hmm. about you and how you were, uh, you know, deferential to her and just really wanted mm -hmm. her to be uh, happy with her tile. And she's going to have this intimate mm -hmm. relationship with the tile. <laughs> yeah. It was really, well, you're like, you're going to be in here soaping up and looking at the tile. And it's so true because you don't want to look at that tile and think, why mm -hmm. did I say that was okay? I should have sent it back, you know? Right. But right. I love the way you dealt with her in there. So to me, that totally works getting a sense of what it would be like to be your, your client, I think. So it's a brilliant idea. Also, yeah. we watched we watched some of your episodes after we watched those three HGTV shows. So mm -hmm. it was, maybe it was just a little refreshing because of that. I don't know, but yeah, but um, appreciate that. Yeah, it was fun. I I enjoyed them. So yeah, how can we help people who've been watching HGTV, and how do we get them more in the mind space of what it might really be like for them? Well, there's two. Well, here in New, well here in the Northeast, well, there's two ways. There's several ways to look at it. If you're renovating or doing any type of serious remodel, and I'm not talking, it, it depends on the category. So let's say right. you're just going to take an existing bathroom, and let's say in a uh, in '80s in '80s colonial that's very cookie cutter, and you're just going to be updating, you know, you want to update the tub or the shower or the tile and the vanity, and it's just kind of like 
you're just replacing. Well, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people that can do that. That's not, that's not going to be prohibitively costly, but if you're, you're in a hundred year old home and you're trying to, which is projects that we kind of do, where we're reinventing the wheel, where we're really trying to redo the space and remake it and customize it. You know, the cost of doing that is, is prohibitive. There's no doubt about it. And it really is, and it really should only be done with clients that have, you know, that have the type of money that want to spend it. Cause it's not something where typically they're going to be putting money into it. And all, all of a sudden their house is going to be worth that much more. That's not really the case. This is really something that they just want it and they're willing to pay a premium for it. So I think, it, I think unfortunately remodeling for, it isn't for everybody, especially to go high and especially to hire either someone like me or um, a very qualified firm I wouldn't really recommend it again uh, if it's not something that you're, you you can really afford. Um, if it's something that you want to do a renovation but you, and you don't have the budget for it, then there's other ways to do it. And that is to be the GC yourself and learn how to manage the project yourself and kind of eliminate, you know, eliminate the management aspect of it and the markups that you're going to get from hiring a, a contractor. Uh, that's really going to be the, your set, your, your, the really only way to, to avoid that. I mean, obviously there's a lot of risk with that, um, but it's really the only way that you're going to cut costs significantly uh, without taking your chance on, uh, on a contractor that maybe hasn't, is just starting out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think of some of the projects that I did many, many years ago when I was starting out, I did for very, very cheap. They took me a little bit longer, but it was, I was on that, early learning curve, but I was willing to take on things. And I look at some of the things that I did for the cost that I did them. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't yeah. believe I did that for that. Um, the, you know, the chances of finding that guy at that time are, you know, are very slim. Right. So especially if you have like, there's a young guy who's just starting out and is eager to get experience and charging, not as much. Mm -hmm. And after by referrals, you know, you might find him finally after five or six projects and he's no longer the, he's no longer that same, just starting off. That's person, right. Right. That's so right. There's a very small window. Yeah. In there. Yeah, that's right. And, and there's risk because, you know, there's, even though he might be, um, you know, depending on where he's at in his life cycle, is, is he going to have the experience to do the job? Um, you know, the way it is. I mean, I don't, every single year we get a little bit better and learn a little bit more and do our projects, hopefully a little bit better. doesn't mean the projects we did five years ago weren't good, but they're, they weren't perfect. I mean, we've never done a perfect project, but uh, yeah. so it's, uh, but that's, you know, that's the other big, that's the other real important question when, you know, when you're talking about hiring a contractor is where one, the type of, what type of company are they? Are you hiring just a guy? and you know yep. his crew or you hire a company are you hiring a really are you hiring a company with lots of layers and you know lots of overhead and you know that's that's the next question is where do you you know what type of what type of company do you want to work with right um, because that's going to also determine your 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 quality and your experience and the ultimate and how much you pay yeah that's what i tell people who i teach renovation classes sometimes too and we talk about how to hire a contractor and um mm -hmm. What I try to get them to do is think about what their own needs are and find a company that's going to meet those. So if they need a lot of um, work done for them, the more work you, the more expertise the contractor has, and the more they're going to help you with all selections and all the rest of it, the more it's going to cost. The more work you do yourself, the less it's going to cost too. And mm -hmm. then, I guess it might be hard for people to know beyond just price, which is never a way I think people should choose a contractor. 
um, it's hard for them to know, well, what kind of person is this? So sometimes I say, well, they might be musicians. Like, is it a musician type guy in his truck? Who might take a really long time, but we'll eventually get it done. He'll become part of your family and have supper with you and things. Yeah. Or is it going to be um, a guy who was a concert promoter and isn't actually doing any of the work himself? He's just managing everybody else, which is also fine. But he's not the guy who's going to be there at your house. They're going to be mm-hmm. his crew is going to be at your house. So it's it's kind of complex, actually. It is, and it depends on the size of the project. It depends on how. Uh, it depends on how much disposable income you have, because no matter how much, you know, no matter how much money uh, you may have, um, I mean, I know for me, I'm I'm a cheap bastard, you know. <laughs> so when I hire people for my own house, I, you know, I much rather have the the Han Solo mm-hmm. or the 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 independent uh, the independent contractor who's coming out because I know his overhead is low, and I don't have to deal with a lot of the stuff that. I'm going to be dealing with, with a larger company. So, but other times I want to deal with a larger company just because they're going to be able to have the manpower, or maybe I have a relationship with that guy and I understand what I'm paying for. So it, it's, it's, there's really not one size fits all. I, I know that, that when it comes to money, money does matter. It really does depend on what, on what your appetite is and what your, your what, what type of product you're ultimately after. But, but I've never, I found no matter how much, uh, no matter how much money they have in the bank or how much money they make, money is important. You know, there, there's very, there's very few clients that are just like, yeah, I don't care. You know, uh, it is what it is. I mean, those are, you know, you're talking to one of the one, you know, the 0.1% of the population that might have that attitude. Mm, which are honestly maybe clients I wouldn't mind having in some ways. <laughs> of course, you know, there, there's, there's kind of, there's such a spectrum. Um, and, you know, when you, when you look at when you look at who's in the the building in the remodeling field, um, and you know whether it's a Sean Cutting or or a Feynman or you know uh, some of the other big names in the in 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 my space, they're it it's interesting where they're at in the life cycle, you know, and where their business is at in the life cycle, um, and you know what they're doing is they're just keep they're keeping they keep pushing the envelope and seeing where they can go and how many, you know, how much uh, they can keep charging and how much in demand they are, because the more demand you are, the more you can keep, you can keep pushing and growing and, um, you know, hiring project managers and hiring uh, accountants and hiring carpenters. And, you know, in order to keep a, a quality staff, you have to be paying them well. And, you know, that's these are very expensive things and so i've i've you know i've run uh you know i've run a business with staff as you know as high as seven people and you know multiple carpenters multiple office people and lots of equipment and you know i've done it on the low end too but when you start getting up there man you've got to you know you've got to be able to charge charge more money and um in order to to be uh to stay solvent and to make it worthwhile so even when I look at myself, I'm not going to be in this business forever, you know, and, and I, I kind of see myself as having, you know, at some point kind of having my max, you know, being at that kind of that, that intersection of where I'm really, really still working hard, really caring what I'm doing and, and also have kind of like the most, the most experience that I can. But, you know, at some point, one of those things starts to fade, you know what I'm saying? I'm either going to lose, start losing steam or I'm going to, um, 
you know, not be as cutting edge anymore. I'm not going to be able, I'm not going to be staying on top of the, uh, of the latest and greatest things anymore. You know, I, I have some friends that have been in the business a long time, you know, they're, they're still working into their seventies. They're good. They're good carpenters. They're good builders, but they're not, you know, they're on a different level. You know what I'm saying? Their, their standards are different. They're not, you know, they're good for some things, but you know, not others where, you know, where, you know, things, things shift and change and we don't do things the way we used to Mm. uh, in some ways. Um, But maybe the way they manage people is, you know, that, that experience is invaluable. So it's not such a black and white question and answer, I guess is the best way to say it, you know? Yeah. Well, how do you think people can figure out what they need in a, in a contractor? I know it's a complicated answer, but how would they go about finding the person who's right for them? Do you think? Well, it is a great question and it's not, it's, it's something that, I mean, I've written blogs about this. It's like, I feel sorry for, I feel sorry for anybody having to buy a higher contract, especially now, uh, you know, when we're in this space that we're at now where the tradesmen and contractors are so hard to find, this is the worst time to go out and try and find someone because everybody wants it. Mm -hmm. And so you can't even, it's hard enough during times when, when people want to work right now, people don't even, they don't even want the job. They don't, they won't even answer the phone. And, or they Um, price it really high. They'll say it's going to be 900,000. You know? Yeah, they're going to start pricing it. Yeah, in the sense of, well, if I get it, great, because I've really marked it up high. Mm-hmm. So really hard time to be a contractor. And I tell all my, you know, my potential clients that to say, look, it's just a tough time right now. And, um, you know, pricing has gone up. And that's not just because we're opportunistic. It's because it literally, you know, everything is going up, you know, because, pe- you know, the electricians are charging more, the plumbers are charging more, everybody's charging more because they can. And so you have to keep up with that. And um, I think the shortest answer is you just have to be patient um, and you have to decide, is it something I want to do now or am I going to try and wait this thing out? I mean, we've, this business goes through cycles. I mean, when we, you know, 2010, man, that was a great time to buy, hire a contractor, you know, uh, there was nothing going on. Are we going to face an environment like that soon? We might, we might not. It's hard to say because there's just so much money out there that people want to spend. So it, it could it could stay like this for a long time. But I think the best thing is to be patient and to talk to people, talk to your friends. You know, the referrals are still the number one way to find a contractor. I can't imagine having to go out there and go on the internet and start searching for <laughs> searching for someone uh, that blindly. But um, I think someone who knows the neighborhood, who's been in the area. We've got a, you know, we've got an upcoming project where it, it seems to be prohibitive, prohibitively expensive, and it's not because we designed it that way. It's just when you plug in the numbers, it's like, wow, this this might not make the most sense. But they've lived in the house for a long time and they want it, and and as long as they understand that, you know, that's that's right. that's that's what it is. And we work for a lot of clients, and that's just what they want. So where we have other ones where they say, look, it doesn't make sense. We're going to go put half a million dollars into our house, and it's it's not going to, and it's only going to go up in value by let's say half of that mm-hmm. and they you realize that that's not something that they want to do right but most of our clients they're not using that they're not using that calculus they just want what they want right and uh, and so that's um and that's basically the environment the, the environment that we're in right now mm. it's kind of a nice place to be if you you can have what you want i mean if you can have it that might as well <laughs> have it that's right well and that's going back to the hgtv dilemma that it what all those shows are creating is what creates the wantsies. It makes it now, you know, you're, you know, you're in a house that's got a, a kitchen that was done 20 years ago 
and now it's outdated. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I need to keep up with the Joneses. I got to redo this. And, right. You Those know, Joneses. so. Those Joneses really pretty, ruin things a lot. You liked your kitchen until you saw the Joneses kitchen and then you needed a new kitchen. It's right? always changing. It's so crazy to think that there's work that there's work that I did at the beginning of my career that's getting torn out. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> you know, I know. It's very weird. Yeah. And being redone. So that that's kind of how I, I age myself now. I'm like, I finally reached that point where. <laughs> well, yeah, if you've been working. Stuff's getting ripped out. Well, like 18, 19 years for sure. It's been yeah. ripped out. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's time to remodel yeah. again after that yeah. much I time, I guess. I was building, you know, we were still building golden oak uh, yeah. raised panel built-ins to, to hold large, you know, uh, big screen t TVs before they were flat mm -hmm. screens. You know, oh, that yeah, was the, yeah. those, those were the those. projects we were doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's funny because things even like the technology that we have changes, uh -huh. you know, like the size of uh -huh. TVs are different yeah. than they were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, Nathan. I really appreciate you. Um, I really appreciate you coming on and getting me into HGTV, which I don't feel like I need to watch anymore now that I've seen it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, also clientless. Need... The one I didn't like was totally clientless. So it was like, yeah, I don't like, I guess I don't like, I like to think about how are you enhancing someone's life? Like an actual person, you know, that you can meet. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah, it a too. different, it's, it, it's a different, it's a different game altogether. I mean, there's, it's so, it's, it, it's so prevalent now. I mean, everybody wants it, but I think for you and for me, it really just comes about getting a few good key relationships with, with clients and projects and really putting your heart and soul into it and, yeah, and making it unique. And, you know, yeah. that, that kind of moves you away from the, the, you know, the, the big cookie cutter and the HGTV crowd and, you know, mm -hmm. giving someone some, a little piece of a uh, piece of what you have. So, so keep, yeah. I see what you do and yeah, you're doing a great job and keep doing it. Well, thanks. You too. I hope you got as much as I did out of that discussion. I know that pricing and contractor selection are subjects that I talk about a lot, but really it's the question most people have for me. How much is it going to cost to do my project and how do I find a contractor that I'd like to work with? So thanks again, Nathan, for joining me and thank you for listening. You can learn more about Nathan and watch his show at www.jensenhouse.com. I'll link to all this in the show notes. And I'll have links to his videos in the episode enhancements. Uh, do you get this? On Wednesdays at 6 a.m., I send out the episode enhancements to my mailing list so that you don't even need to do anything. You just have it right there in your, in your inbox. And I'd love to have you as part of my community. So please sign up. The link is in the show notes or in my link tree. And do you have ideas for future episodes or suggestions for me? You can get in touch with me through email at the house maven at talkinghomerenovations.com on facebook or instagram i am talking home renovations twitter just talking home reno and on tiktok i'm the house maven i'd love to hear from you don't be shy i have been contacted by a few listeners this week and it really makes my day to hear that people are listening and to know that i can make upcoming episodes to um solve some of their questions so the show is a production of my architecture firm, Demios Architects, where we believe architects are for everyone. Until next week, take care. <laughs>